been a little while. It has been a little while. Like, since Dallas? Since, yeah, since Dallas. Dallas. You did that interview with Landon mm-hmm. at Dallas. Yeah, Landon at Dallas. It's been a, a few oh. weeks, month now? A month, wow. now. A month now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, nothing, nothing new going on in our lives in the last month. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, this is the Film Festival Secrets Podcast. My name is Chris Holland. I'm Jesse Trussell. And we're here to talk about movies, ostensibly. In theory. Although in theory. it feels like we talk a lot less about movies and a lot more about, I don't know, festivals sometimes. Yeah, festivals festival and business. politics and, and whatnot. I mean, that is one of the weird, you know, natures of, of being, you know, inside all of this is that sometimes we forget to talk about movies. And as you and I were discussing earlier, really, there's no other reason to be doing this except for the movies. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, anyone who gets into festivals thinking they're going to get rich gets out of them really quickly. Yeah. Every time I see another article about why the industry is dying or reasons the industry is dying or... 38 things that are killing the industry. Right, ways to save the industry. It's like, you know, guys, this is just a revolving door of people who have dreams and then they get crushed. But that's a (laughs) terrible thing to say. So some people have their dreams realized. Yeah. And that's, I mean, ostensibly that's why we're all doing this, is to help those people get their dreams realized. So they can make awesome movies for so me to watch. So they can make awesome movies so that we can have good times. Speaking of which, there are 133 days left until Fantastic Fest. <laughs> oh, it's going to be awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's always a good countdown. That's got to be one of the most fun festivals that there is. There's... There's a whole sort of world of genre festivals mm-hmm. that are kind of a little circuit in and of themselves. Uh, there was uh, some news today that the esteemed uh, Colin Geddes from Toronto Film Festival, programmer of Midnight Madness there, just got named as the new festival director at Action Fest, which is a now one-year-old festival in North Carolina that highlights the action film. And I'm thinking... Festival salaries must not be good anywhere if a programmer for Toronto needs to moonlight <laughs> right. for you know a one-year-old festival in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, not there's anything wrong with that. Very glad that people in North Carolina are you know getting some boot- sweet foreign action. That's movies. right, bootstrapping some awesome some festival action. But you know the glitz and glamour that's presented on the front of a festival belies mm-hmm. the. Backbreaking, low pay, pay, long yeah. hours. <laughs> that every every festival person that you'll ever talk to will will tell you is the the sort of bread you know bread and butter of uh, of festival work. It's long and hard, and at the end you get to show some movies to people, and that is actually worth it. Which is the coolest thing about it. See, I was about to go take the gas pipe, but you, you brought it back. I brought it back. I did. I just I pulled it back. <laughs> this is actually worth it, Chris. I promise. Um, well, let's talk about Dallas. Uh, yeah. You went to Dallas the opening weekend, mm-hmm. and I went the closing weekend, mm-hmm. and they were bereft without our company in the I middle know, there. Sad. Um, Dallas is a really cool festival. I, I've known James and Sarah for for a while. Um, James, 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 too. James Faust and Sarah Harris, the uh, sort of leads of the programming team there at um, Dallas International Film Festival, formerly AFI Dallas. Um, and I was fi- really, really happy to finally be able to go to their festival. And, and they do some, some really cool stuff. I, they, uh, they have a, a nice kind of centralized festival. They have kind of a multiplex there. And the, there are two multiplexes near each other in the Dallas area that have most of their, their showings, which is always fun to not be spread all over town while trying to get from screening to screening. 
and uh, and they're, they're doing some really interesting things. I, I think they they support Texas filmmaking in a really cool way, uh, and really highlight that, which is which is always nice to see, kind of giving some of the, the regional filmmakers a, a, a boost that way. And it's uh, yeah, it was fun. What, what did you think? What did you find in, in your app? Any highlights? Well, um, I was on the Texas Features oh, yeah. jury um, to sort of segue into. <laughs> supporting Texas filmmakers and it was actually a really interesting situation because when you're whenever you're on a jury for something you know there are a zillion different political implications into giving an award to someone especially when there's a cash prize or a, a merchandise prize attached to it um, and you know you're constantly second guessing yourself particularly if you're on a jury with other filmmakers mm-hmm. who are always mm-hmm. thinking well if I were you know in this competition how would I want to be represented so it can take a while um, and in this case you know the, the question came down to um, a film that had been made in Texas but the te- filmmakers weren't Texan. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to other films that had been made, you know, entirely in Texas by Texans and, you know, clearly represented sort of the spirit of things, but, um, you know, maybe weren't technically as good films. Mm -hmm. In in the end, we gave the award to Bill Hicks, the Mm -hmm. American American Bill Bill Hicks story. story. Which I actually saw the first weekend there, uh, and is quite a wonderful little film. Terrific movie, and I'm I'm glad we ended up giving to... The the guys who made it are from England, where Bill Hicks was huge. But it was all made in Austin and Mm -hmm. around in Houston and Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. those parts. And it's intrinsically a very Texas story, Bill Hicks's. Very much a, a Texas guy. Well, that was the thing. A lot of the other Texas features weren't about Texas. They mm-hmm. didn't represent Texan culture. They mm-hmm. just they, there was, you know, and, and um, there was Earthling, an alien mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. adventure movie mm-hmm. set in Texas. Mm-hmm. Great film, but you know, it didn't. It, there wasn't anything intrinsically Texan mm-hmm. about it. Um, and then there were other films that maybe had Texan themes, but weren't technically as good mm-hmm. or, or interesting mm-hmm. as, as American. So. Um, you know, when you see those jury awards and you think, you know, gosh, well, some people just spent 20 minutes in a room, you know, and said, right. we'll pick that one. It really does get a lot more involved yeah. than that. Every jury I've ever been a part of or, or moderated or anything like that has always taken it really, really seriously. I, I think that they're all looking to, you know, kind of, you know, select something that's going to be beneficial to the film, beneficial to the festival, and kind of in the spirit of what we're trying to celebrate um, you know, with, with festival work. So, it's, uh, yeah, I've been in some long, long deliberations before. We go at length. Be kind to your jurors, especially afterwards. Uh, <laughs> especially after they've been through the ringer. But uh, kind of the highlight for uh, Dallas IFF, Diff. Diff. For me, um, was getting to meet Pete Doctor. Um, That's the, awesome. the uh, he's both the writer and director. No, uh, just director of Up. I, I, you look it up you know, on the IMDb. Yeah, I yeah. forget. All those Pixar guys. They, they have yeah. He he wrote half of it anyway. Um, and you know, it's always one of those weird things about hero worship. Is mm-hmm. you know, do you are you that guy who goes up and tells him your personal little story about his movie? But um, it was actually you know a story about my daughter. Uh, who was two when Up came out, and it being the first movie she'd ever seen in a theater, and we sort of like thought, is this really appropriate? And it was at a sneak preview that Fantastic Fest was holding, and he was there, and you know, it was awesome that she got to go be a part of this, you know, 
super, super sneak preview of Up before, you know, as, as her first cinema experience. I think that um, was even, that screening was actually even before the can opening night yes. film presentation. Yes, of it Up, was. Yes, it was. I which is, I don't know how Tim, Tim League, uh, founder of, of Alamo and Fantastic Fest, manages to pull off the ridiculous screenings that he, he has. Gets. He has his fans. He, he does. You know, among the Pixar people as well as everywhere else, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, I went up to him. I said, I'm just another one of those people who has a goofy story to share about your movie. And, you know, here it is. And, you know, he has kids too. And so we talked about our kids' favorite movies. And that's, sometimes that's just what you want to go to a festival for. Absolutely. Is to, you know, to connect with somebody you, you otherwise wouldn't get a chance to connect mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Miyazaki movies of all things. That's and awesome. just, you know. Uh, yeah. Be able to meet, meet, a, like, meet a hero and then just have a conversation about movies. I mean, the, the only thing that I like as much as watching movies is talking about movies. <laughs> and so to, like, to talk to someone who made a movie I love about other movies I love, that's... Yeah. That's just kind of the best thing. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And they had lots of other cool people there, too. I liked the fact that they brought all of their juror mem- jury members in for the last mm-hmm. half of the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of festivals suffer from that opening weekend, you know, just brain drain. Mm-hmm. Once Monday rolls around, everybody's gone, and there's the rest of the weekend, right. week and weekend yeah. to sort of slog through. But there were lots of filmmakers still left, and mm-hmm. they're... Um, uh, Jonathan Lasecki, who made uh, a short called Gaby, which is hilarious. Um, and uh, John Korn, from, uh, uh, short programmer from Sundance, was mm-hmm. there. And other people I'm neglecting to mention. Heidi Van Leer, um, who wrote the indie film Rulebook. Uh, lots of cool people. Christian Gaines from Without a Box, with whom I recorded an interview. A very puff PC, <laughs> you know, no punches exchanged at all. I really should have been harder on Christian, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna post that interview soon, but um, next time, Christian, uh, definitely I'm gonna ask you hard questions. It's hard. To, it's it's hard to be hard on Christian since he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway, all right. So that that was Dallas. Um, they showed a lot of good movies. Um, Trader Vic's was closed. So, um, I don't know. That it was a cool. Fa- oh, I'll tell you what else I like about Dallas. Yes, the Tex Avery Award. Smart, smart, smart. I, I, I don't remember if I like, heard about that. What is so the Tex Avery, Avery Award? Is you know you know Tex Avery is he sure. did the yeah. um, the the wolf whistle cartoon, mm-hmm. yeah. and famous, the yeah. famous Animator, Casanova yeah. wolf or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. I forget. Anyway, so um, it's an award that celebrates his life, and it's given to a prominent am- animator every year. Oh, that's awesome! Animation is huge, mm-hmm. and what animator doesn't want to show up? To right? get a Tex Avery, to get a tux Avery award. A very cool statue of the wolf in the tuxedo. That's awesome. Just amazing. And so, you know, of course Pete Docker from Up shows up, right? That's I mean, great. who doesn't want to get this award? And, and that brings in talent to their festival that mm-hmm. I don't think they would be able to get mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's little, little things like that that are very smart about mm-hmm. how you position your festival and the kinds of awards you give away that can really bring in people you, you might not otherwise get. Absolutely. Cool. Um, what's going on in the world? Um, there's this little festival called Can. Oh yeah, that's going on. Yeah, we're not so, there. We're not there. Not in France. I really wish I was there, but we're not there. I don't. 
No, yeah. no, no interest. It's it's <laughs> it's the one. It's the one that I I will get to one of these years, and I will be very very happy about it. Uh, I suppose it's a lie to say there's no interest. It's just like right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like right now, the last thing I want to do is go. That's true. You know, That's true. go stand in line for for movies. Very true. Yeah. Online so festivals. Yeah. But I uh, know it can can the you know one of the big 800 pound gorillas of the festival world is going on right now and it's the you know the glitziest of all the festivals and the red carpetiest um but also another interesting thing that people don't really talk about as much with Cannes, especially in the festival world is the can market and the the large film markets that go on in berlin can in la uh, during afi fest is the uh, american film market and these places are where sales agents and producers are kind of hawking their wares. They're they're getting their movies to be you know picked up for international distribution. And a lot of people, a lot of savvy festival programmers, go to these markets looking for a product for their festivals. And so there's a lot of interesting things, especially kind of the in the sort of tying back in the genre stuff. I know that uh, actually speaking of Mr. Tim League, I saw something on the Twitters earlier that he uh, is throwing his birthday party tonight. Oh yeah. And he always goes out for the can market and does that kind of. Due diligence, searching through the the you know thousands of productions and titles out there to, to find stuff for his festival, um, and so you know markets are are an interesting place to to sell your film, uh, especially if you've kind of maybe got some of those things that you know you've got a, a B list celebrity that might make the Estonian market interested in you. It's and there's a there's a whole little world of them. See now you brought up B movies in Estonia, and now all I can think of is the Universal Soldiers Four. Yes, that is also being hawked at the can market right now. Universal Soldier for uh, in theory in 3D. Awesome. Which you know Jean-Claude Van Damme kicking things in 3D. I, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. So Universal Soldiers three mm-hmm. uh, played at Fantastic Fest this past last year. year. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Just last year. God, it was like forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, pretty cool. Good movie. Check it out. Fun stuff. I don't have a whole lot to talk about this time. Yeah, that's no, all right. You know. I think I'm thinking, oh, we're coming right up on 15 minutes. I think I think this is going to do it. Seems good. Um, if you have any questions for us to answer, um, send an email, chris at filmfestivalsecrets.com, or ask on the Twitters uh, at FFSecrets, and we'll talk to you later. Yeah, have a great day.